So Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Our second reading is from 1 Peter, chapter 1, from verse 3. Praise be to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, Though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks so much, uh, Bianca and uh, Beck and Caleb and Levi and Rosie for uh, sharing. It's so great to uh, hear uh, how God is bringing joy in our community this year and uh, to be able to praise uh, God for his blessings to you. And, And we praise God for his blessings to us through each of you as well. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, We have lots of reasons uh, to celebrate and rejoice today. Let me share a few of the things uh, that have brought me joy this year. Um, I rejoice because God has grown our love as a church this year. Uh, At Parkville Camp, I saw God challenging us. Uh, I've got a few photos from it, uh, encouraging us, challenging us, uh, blessing us, growing us in our love for him, for his kingdom, uh, for one another. Uh, That was a real blessing. Uh, If you lost something that you love at Parkville Camp, uh, we have lost property. It's still across there. Please come and collect it. Uh, Secondly, he's grown our fellowship this year. Um, I wonder if you could put your hand up if you've joined our church in the last 12 months. There's there's a bunch of us. You might need to turn around and look. They're not all at the front. Uh, But there's actually lots of us who've joined in the last 12 months. Uh, We're so glad that you've joined 
Uh, with us, we thank God for you. Uh, I'm a bit nervous if we have the same number of people join next year, how we're going to do this service next year because there's uh, hardly a spare inch in here. Um, I also rejoice that uh, this year we've had uh, people joining us at church who, who don't necessarily consider themselves Christian. Uh, some of you are here today and it's a real joy. We're so glad that you're part of our church community Uh, that you felt welcome and you've been able to learn more about Jesus. Uh, We want the best for you. Uh, We rejoice that you're part of our church family here. Uh, Thirdly, God has grown our maturity in Christ this year. Uh, The inner north of Melbourne is not the easiest place to follow Jesus. Uh, It calls for deep discipleship in Christ. And I rejoice at the deep desire I've seen amongst us to look into God's word uh, this year. Uh, to learn and to grow more like Christ. Uh, we saw that in the testimonies of four of our young people, Benji and Sophie and Ben and Catherine, as they affirmed their faith. Uh, we saw that in the tough topics that we tackled this year, uh, questions of identity and what it means to be human. We confronted questions about suffering and morality, issues of family violence in Love Does No Harm. We've got more work to do in this area, but I rejoice at how God is maturing us in our faith through his word this year. Finally, I rejoice in the servant-heartedness that I've seen this year. I've seen so many of us give generously and sacrificially to bless others in in this church community and beyond. Uh, Let me list some of the ways that people serve others. There's there's more than this too, but, but here's a few. Sunday by Sunday and through the week, we welcome, we set up, we carry tables, we chop, we pour, we cook, we read and pray, uh, we clean, uh, we lead and play music, we click and and listen and twiddle. (laughs) We give money, we give time, uh, we host, we facilitate, we meet, we teach, we pray, we plan, we design, we carry, we pack up. And there are so many other ways besides as well. If, I, if I'd asked you uh, to stand up, if you do one of those things, we'd all be on our feet by now. So many do so much to bless others in this church community. Uh, let's take a moment to express our appreciation for one another, for everything that, that we do. I want to take a moment also to particularly um, recognise those who teach God's word amongst us, that we might grow in faith. So I'm thinking about you if you're a a Sunbeams leader or kids church leader or at second breakfast or at youth group, if you lead a small group, if you engage in evangelism and share the gospel, all these places where God's word is shared. uh, Thank you for that. Thank you for this faithful ministry among us. Uh, Thank you for sowing the seed of God's word. May it land on good soil. Uh, Might he produce a harvest 30, 60, 100 times over. God has has blessed us so richly. Rejoicing is surely our only response. And I don't just mean feeling a bit happy on the inside. I mean rejoicing. Don't be like me, right? When I feel happy and encouraged about something at church, I feel a little bit warm on the inside, a little glow. Uh, I'm joyful, but you probably can't tell it on the outside that often. So don't be like me. Be like Nora or Lizzie, right? 
yeah, you might have seen uh, a couple of our uh, three-year-olds up the back uh, when there's a song. They're dancing away. They're twirling around because they are joyful and they are going to rejoice. Be like Nora and Lizzie. But I want to take a moment because some of us are perhaps not feeling so joyful. Maybe there's too much else going on in your life at the moment, too many hard things. And you're right to ask the question, I think. Because if our rejoicing is simply based on good things happening at our church, then we've got trouble. Because life isn't always like this. I know life isn't so great for some of us right now. Some of us are grieving and mourning. Some of us are facing really difficult situations. It's hard to see a way out. Maybe you're a bit fed up at all this insistence on rejoicing today. So how can Paul say in Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always? And it's not just a passing comment. He doubles down. I'll say it again. Rejoice. What if biblical rejoicing is a bit more than we think at first glance? What if it's more than just being happy about what we see around us? There's four things we need to know about rejoicing so that it's not just a a superficial denial of reality, but actually a deep-seated joy even in the face of suffering. Now those four things. Firstly, God rejoices... Secondly, rejoicing reflects reality. Thirdly, rejoicing is good for us. And fourthly, rejoicing glorifies God. Uh, So firstly, God rejoices. Uh, Rejoicing comes from God because God rejoices. In Isaiah 65, God says, I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. Uh, God says one day he will rejoice over his people. Sometimes we grieve him with our sin, yes, but God's intent is to rejoice over us. Hebrews 12.2 says that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame. Why did Jesus go to the cross? Why did he suffer death for us? What kept him going? It was joy. It it was joy at what he was achieving. He he endured the anguish and the awful pain of crucifixion because he wanted the joy of reconciling you and me to God. He wanted us to be with him to share his joy. Jesus says this in, in Luke in chapter 15. He says, There'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who don't need to repent. God rejoices when people become Christians. He rejoices over us, each one of us, when we've turned back to him. God is the true source of joy. He rejoices. Uh, Secondly, rejoicing reflects reality. Sometimes we try to deal with pain or grief by escaping it. Right, we, we distract ourselves with a screen, we busy ourselves with work and family or other things. We don't really deal with the grief, we just kind of park it over there and, and we don't think about it. We do something different for a while. But rejoicing in the Lord is different. Rejoicing in the Lord is not ignoring the reality of our pain. It's, it's just seeing the bigger reality, of which our pain might be a part, but there's a bigger reality. 
Rejoicing in the Lord is reminding ourselves not just of our immediate earthly circumstances that feel so all-consuming, but our eternal, our spiritual, our true circumstances. As 1 Peter puts it, we can rejoice in our new birth into a living hope. We rejoice at the resurrection of Jesus. We rejoice at our inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade. We rejoice at our coming salvation. Yes, in in verse 6 it says we may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. We're, We're not ignoring those. And we can express our sorrow and pain too. Please don't feel guilty about expressing pain and sorrow. But let's place them in their proper context as well. Because even in trials, God can strengthen our faith. And it's this faith in Christ that fills us with an inexpressible and glorious joy, Peter says. We don't rejoice because of our earthly circumstances. We rejoice because of our true circumstances, our eternal circumstances. In Christ, we have eternal reasons to rejoice. Thirdly, uh, this rejoicing is actually good for us. Uh, Not only is it based on reality, it's good for us, even when we're suffering. The Bible has lots of things uh, to say and lots of examples, actually, of people rejoicing even in the midst of suffering. Uh, A few examples that might come to mind. In Acts early this year, we saw the apostles rejoice when they faced disgrace and flogging for the name of Jesus. Paul in 2 Corinthians says he is sorrowful yet ever rejoicing. James says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials. And the amazing thing is that even though they're insistent about finding joy in the midst of their suffering, the apostles don't seem to be particularly uh, bitter and twisted by the end of it, do they? Right? That's our fear, isn't it? But if anything, they seem to become more encouraging, more joyful, more hopeful, more optimistic about God's plans and purposes. You could think about Paul's encouraging letter to the Philippians, which he writes from prison. Or John's grand vision at the end of Revelation. This glorious and beautiful world, no more suffering or pain and death, which he puts to paper while he's in exile. Far from being emotionally unhealthy, finding joy in the midst of trials, it actually helps us to to hold on to hope in those moments, to hold on to encouragement and to not be overwhelmed by the pain and the grief. Uh, You've probably seen someone become bitter and negative and worn down by the things happening in life. Well, rejoicing is like an antidote. It's an antidote to that cynicism and bitterness. Rejoicing in the Lord doesn't mean denying the hardships. It means resisting the bitterness and envy that can creep in the cynicism by instead rejoicing in the Lord. There's many blessings to us. Rejoicing in the Lord is good for us. And then fourthly, rejoicing glorifies God. In 1 Peter 1 verse 7, rejoicing in the Lord, persisting in faith through trials actually results in praise, glory and honour to Jesus. Eleanor read a bit of Psalm 100 at the start. Uh, you might have noticed that the psalmist straight, jumps straight from shout for joy to worship the Lord. It's like they go hand in hand. When we rejoice in the Lord, we praise him. 
Uh, We rejoice in praise. We sing our joy. We testify to the Lord's goodness as we've heard today as well. When I first understood the gospel, I was consumed by joy. I was so moved that God had uh, given, that Jesus had given his life for me at what, what God had done for me in welcoming me into his family. I couldn't help but rejoice. I couldn't help but share that joy and tell others about how wonderful Jesus is. But I realize now that that experience isn't only for new Christians. Every time God speaks his truth to my heart, every time he overwhelms me with his glory and power and grace, I get a new opportunity to rejoice in him and to share that joy with others. So when we rejoice, we we glorify God in the here and now. We also glorify him for eternity. Uh, Think for a moment about a little toddler who loves dressing up in their parents' clothes. Uh, Maybe you've seen a photo like this. Maybe there's a photo like this of you when you were a toddler. Uh, It looks a bit awkward. Uh, It's cute and funny. Uh, it's, It's quite amusing to see a child trying on something that doesn't quite fit now but one day will be perfectly natural. Something similar happens when we rejoice. Others might think it's a bit cute or a bit funny, and sometimes it won't seem to quite fit now, because all around us we see sorrow. But one day our rejoicing will be perfectly natural. We'll grow into it, as it were, And so when we rejoice now, we declare the truth of God's future. We we hold out this hope undiminished. Because one day we will gather with a great multitude. As we stand around his throne calling out, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him the glory. The Lamb will overcome every sorrow. And we will rejoice with God. We will rejoice at every sinner who has repented and been made clean. Fit for the wedding of the Lamb. That's the future we point to as we rejoice together. So may we see many more reasons for rejoicing in heaven next year and beyond. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for all your many blessings to us, those we've heard spoken of today, those we've experienced in our own lives. We thank you for those who can point to your goodness in such tangible ways. And more than all this, Lord, we rejoice that our names are written in your book of life. And we pray for many more names to be written for many more to know the grace and the love of Jesus. And we praise you for him, the man of sorrows, who suffered anguish for our joy. We praise you, Lord Jesus. We rejoice in you. Amen.